Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Happy New Year and Happy New You. You know, if the Bible says that His mercies are new for you every morning, you can know and believe that His mercies are renewed for you every year. Amen? And the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you. So whatever that was dead in 2021, you can know and believe that He will bring it to life in 2022. Amen? So if you today are alive and able, come on, let's stand to our feet and let's get ready to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Here we go! I was lost with a broken heart You picked me up, now I'm set apart From the ash I am born again Forever safe in the Savior's hands You are more than my words can say I'll follow you, Lord, for all my days I'll fix my eyes, follow in your ways Forever free in unending grace you are, you are, you are my freedom. We lift you higher, lift you higher. Your love, your love, your love never ends. Oh, oh, oh. You are life in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free.
welcome everyone to the Cathedral of Faith, where everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and where the love is lived out. And absolutely anything and everything is. Amen. Because we serve an amazing God. And at this moment, I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward as we prepare for communion. And as they distribute the elements to you, please hold them in your hands, remain standing, and in a few moments, pass away and we'll be um, leading us in a powerful moment of communion. Lift up your voice, lift up your hands, 
and give God the Lord God Almighty the praise that he deserves and worship him in the way that you know how to Gospel of Luke about a moment when Jesus gathered in the upper room with the disciples and in his last supper with them it says he took the bread he blessed the bread he broke the bread and he gave the bread it's really interesting because several chapters earlier when a young boy brought five loaves and two fish Jesus once again did those things he took the bread he blessed the bread he broke the bread and he gave the bread in fact in first corinthians when paul tells us about communion he refers to jesus doing those four things he took the bread he blessed the bread he broke the bread and gave the bread and you might be saying pastor wayne why are you going through those four things over and over here's why that's not only how jesus handles bread that's how he handles us when we're committed to him. Some of us are in the taking stage. God's taken us out of something. He's taken us to something we don't understand yet. Some of us are in that taking stage. Others of us are in that blessing stage. You're experiencing favor and blessing and breakthrough, and that's part of how God handles us too. But there's also a breaking stage, and some of us are in the middle of that. Dreams are being broken, hopes are broken, we're struggling in that moment of frustration, of brokenness. And all of that leads to a different stage, the giving stage, where God's giving us to be a blessing. That's how he worked with Abraham. He took Abraham out of Ur Chaldees. He blessed him, he broke him, and he gave him. That's how God worked with Moses. That's how God worked with Jesus. He took him from heaven, blessed him with miracles and signs and wonders. He broke him on the cross and he gave him for us. For God so loved the world, he gave. Those are the four stages of all of us. But above all, <laughs> above all, 
the thing that all four of those stages have in common, taking, blessing, breaking, giving, all four of those stages were in his hands. And wherever you are right now, whether you're in that breaking stage or taking stage, where you're in the blessing or giving stage, God wants you to know right now you're in his hands. Just as he took Jesus and broke him for us and gave him for us, I'm gonna ask you to hold up that bread with me. Lord, you know every one of us. You know what stage we're in. Some of us are struggling. We're overwhelmed. We're frustrated. We're, we can't figure out this taking or breaking stage. Lord, others of us are in blessing and giving stage, but we know that wherever we are right now, as we celebrate your brokenness, you being given for us, the blessings you have, Lord, we ask that in this moment, we'd be mindful that wherever we are, we're in your hand. You are working in us. You are not finished. And so, Lord, I just speak blessing over this bread and blessing over your people that we would have the hope and strength of knowing that you are with us, you are holding us. Let's take together the body of Christ broken for us. In the same manner, he took the cup and when he blessed it, he said, I want you to drink all this in remembrance of me. We raise the cup as God raises our expectations but what he's about to do in us as we move into this next year of blessing and favor. Let's receive the blood of Christ. You are forgiven in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give him thanks and praise. We're going to sing that song one more time. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Good morning, Cathedral family. Happy New Year and Happy New You. We're so glad that on the first Sunday of this year, you made a good resolution decision to be here in the house of God. Whether you're joining us online or here in the building, we're so glad you're here. We hope that that's one of your resolutions for this year, that you can gather every weekend with us believing that here in God's presence with God's people, God will empower us for a great year ahead. Amen? In fact, we're in a series that starts this week and going to the next couple of weeks called Power Up. Say that with me. Power Up. We're believing that God wants to start out this year empowering us with everything we need for this to be a year of blessing and favor and grace and strength. 
Well, as you're being seated, turn to somebody next to you and say, Happy New You! Well, what a great time as we celebrate the blessing and favor of the Lord in this new year. We're believing that God does want to power us up to do great and mighty things. Last year was an amazing year of blessing. God allowed us to let the love be lived out in so many ways. In Gilroy, we were able to bless 100 migrant family children with gifts and jackets and prayers and all kinds of blessings. And we're so grateful for our Gilroy campus who, under the leadership of Pastor Kent, was out there living out the love in Gilroy. And also, in Morgan Hill, we had the same thing happen. We were able to bless so many children with jackets, bless them with toys, bless them with the, in the name of the Lord, and what a great time we had there. And then here at Cathedral of Faith, in San Jose, we were able to bless thousands of people. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for serving. Thank you for praying. What a great blessing it was to speak God's favor on families as well as boys and girls, letting them know that they're not forgotten and that they are loved. Well, not only did we do that as a church, but even individuals here at Cathedral did that. Do I see Abby out there? Are you out there somewhere? Yep, Abby, stand up. Sheba and Kosha, you stand up too. Here's one of the things that happened. We had so many extra toys that Abby said, hey, my mom works at a ICU ER pediatric area. Can we take some of those toys? She took those toys down there, and as a result, so many kids were blessed. They wrote all kinds of notes. Thanks, Abby, for your leadership. And... Want to give a shout out to Shiva and Koshi for raising such an amazing daughter. And a shout out to Pastor Houston Esther, who not only led our toy drive, but lead our youth ministry, raising up the next generation of disciples who are fully devoted to Christ. Amen? Well, we also partnered with the Vietnamese Real Estate Association, and Paige Nguyen was here leading that, along with a lot of our team. They were able to bless thousands of well in our Vietnamese community. What a great time we had making a difference this past year for the glory of God. And uh, you can see also that through reaching out, we blessed 4,000 families. Wait, how many? 4,000 families with food, with the favor of the Lord as we come into this new year. What a great time we had making a difference. Thank you to you for your generosity. Thank you for serving. Thank you for being available for the Lord to use you. In fact, let me show you our statistics for 2021. In the month of December, we blessed 14,000 families which represents 41,000 individuals. For the year of 2021, 114,000 families were blessed, leading up to almost 400,000 individuals that were blessed. Thanks to you, thanks to your generosity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, in fact, here's an amazing number. We were believing God that through your faithfulness, that God would supply $60,000, which is what we needed for the television show, needed for the toy drive, and needed for the reaching out ministry celebration of love. And I'm happy to announce that what came in for all this was $60,000 
$396.68. So even above and beyond, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, again, I spoke earlier about a resolution to be in church each weekend so that God's presence and power can fill you. Another opportunity coming up next month is what's called the Ignite Conference. This Ignite Conference for Marriages is going to be Friday night, the 25th, and Saturday, the 26th. Here's what I want to encourage you. I don't know where your relationship is in marriage. No marriage is perfect because we've got humans involved here. But if, if your marriage, if you would rate it on a scale of 1 to 100 as a 10, well, this will take you to a 30. If you've got a 50, it'll take you to a 60. If you've got a 97.5, it'll take you to 98. This is a great opportunity to take your marriage to the next level. I encourage you to sign up. There's brochures in the foyer. You can go online and be part of this great experience. We've got some top-level speakers coming in from across the country. It's going to be a great time for God to encourage you in your relationship and help you grow in God's purposes. Well, again, I just want to take a moment to say thanks for your generosity this past year. Thanks for your faithfulness. Thanks for your prayers. We have an opportunity now to continue that as we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord. And as always, there's several ways you can do that. You can go to our website. You can go online. You can go to our app. You can text the number on the screen. The ushers are coming down the aisle with envelopes if you need one. And they'll be at the door after service for you to be able to give your tithes and offerings to the Lord. We're just so grateful for what he has in store as we plant seeds for 2022 to be the best year ever. Amen? The best year ever. Amen? Amen. Well, we're believing that in 2022... God wants to do great things to empower you and to power us up for his purposes. We begin this series today of Power Up as Pastor John comes to minister. Let's, in anticipation of what God's going to do, give him thanks and praise for the word of the Lord this weekend. Amen. Pastor John. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Wayne. God bless you, Cathedral. Yeah, I'm supposed to say God bless you back. Okay, God bless you, Cathedral. All right. I don't know. Maybe the menudo or the pozole was too much. All right. Happy New Year. Amen. 2022. Wow. Only those four who are over 60 will understand that we, when we say 2022, we're like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. We're living in 2022. People who are 40 and under, they're like, oh, these older people, they don't understand this stuff. But. Thank God we're here, amen. We overcame 2020, 2021, and now we're ready for 2022. I believe God's going to do some great things. Yeah, come on, give it up for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's about to do something great in our lives as we get powered up. And you know, I always thank for, for the Lord for Cathedral, who has that vision of um, preparing us for whatever God has for us in store for the following year. I remember when Pastor Ken talked to us in 2019 that uh, we we're going to be talking about, uh, about being courageous. You guys remember that? And little did he know, the Holy Spirit did, little did he know of what we were going to be facing in 2020 to be courageous. And now as we prepare, we're embracing this new series called Powered Up. And I believe that God is preparing us to be able to fulfill everything that we were not able to do in 2020 and 2021, God is preparing us to accomplish what we are to do in 2022. Come on, somebody give the Lord a clap off for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Well, powered up. Powered up is like getting motivated, getting excited. It's kind of like when the warriors win and you get excited. Can I hear an amen? It's when kind of like finally the Raiders and the Niners win, and you get excited for that as well, okay? It's kind of like, you know, when uh, you go and watch a kid playing um, soccer or baseball or football, and somebody, you know, hits a home run or scores a, a goal or does something amazing, and you get excited about it. You get pumped, about, pumped, pumped up about it. This is what getting powered up about it as well, is getting excited about what God has in store for us in 2020. 22. And the fact that I'm at this age right now in 2022, I'm excited that God gives me life, meaning that God still believes in me and that God has something great in store for me. That's what I'm looking at for 2022. I'm excited to know that God has dreamed of me in 2022. Somebody praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. This whole powered up thing, you know, sometimes we just simply need to go back to the basics. We try to sometimes overcomplicate God. And God is not that complicated. I said, God is not that complicated. I'll say it again, God is not that complicated. We're the ones who complicate things. We develop these huge words to try to arrive to some kind of spiritual revelation and other. And God just simply saying, oh, I won't say the word. Oh, be quiet, Okay. Just simplify things. Just keep it simple. That's all we have to do. Because getting powered up goes back to the basics of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. Of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I still believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I still believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. Yes, he's powerful, but he's not a power. Uh, he's not a, just a power. He is a person. He is real and can be in our lives. And getting powered up goes back for me to be in line with what the Holy Spirit has in store for our lives. I believe that God wants to power us up. For 2022. He wants us to overcome fears. He wants us to look beyond the obstacles and understand that I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Come on. Praise him. Hallelujah. So let's go back to the basics, man. Let's take a look at it, okay? I believe that God does not want you defeated. He does not want you in need. He does not want you confused. He does not want you lonely. Come on, somebody got to listen to me. God does not want you depressed or sick, weak, sad, unsatisfied, negative, or in want, or desperate. That's not what God wants for you. Someone say Amen. I do believe that God, on the contrary, wants us fulfilled, healthy, victorious, living spiritually strong, living life to its fullest, our dreams being fulfilled, empowered, and to be powered up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to set that. We got to establish that. Because you know what? Sadness does not come from God. Situations create Des desperation. All those things that are negative in our lives are created by the enemy, by our own thought process. It's, it's developed by the situations that have developed in life, like I mentioned, okay? But God wants us to know that no matter what happens, he is still in control. Somebody praise him today. Come on, someone praise him today. Hallelujah. The power-up situation of how it's created happens in two different ways. Well, at least two different ways that I want to talk to you about it today. There is a power-up process. 
And they are experiences of instant power up. So I want to talk to you about those two things today. The power up process and the instant power up. Now, we sometimes just like to focus in on the things that are instantaneous, that are miraculous. I believe that we still serve a God of miracles, amen? God is still in the miracle working business. Can I hear an amen? amen? But God is also a God of process. And process requires more faith than instantaneous experiences. We all want the miraculous. But God also is a God of process. Because process requires patience, perseverance, stability. It requires faith. It requires to understand and know that no matter what process God is going to have us go through, he is always in control. That power-up process, it starts out with just, you know, having something so simple and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen? How many people have accepted Christ in in their lives? Let me see. Amen. The scripture tells us that if we are in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we are a new creature in Christ. Somebody say with me, I am a creature. I am a new creature. Take a look at your neighbor and say, you're a creature. And tell them, I'm a creature. We are all new creatures in Christ Jesus, amen? We are not the same that we were before. And that's why people see us weird, strange, kind of like, you know, what's wrong with that guy? I invited him to go out partying, and he says he's going to go to church. What's wrong with that girl? We told him we were going to go do this, but they want to serve the Lord because they don't understand the fact that we were not, we are not the same that we were before, that we don't need alcohol to be happy. We have Jesus. We don't need the things of the world. We have Jesus in our lives. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to get excited about that. I like the way the the Good News um, translation reads. It reads this way. Whoever believes in Christ is a new creation. Is a new, somebody say new creation with me. We're a new creation. The old way of living has disappeared. Hallelujah. The new way of living has come into existence. In other words, we have changed the way we think. And as a result... It changes, changes the way that we live because everything starts with that thought process. We, be, we think different now. We have the mind of Christ. We love Jesus. We have the word of God in our lives. And those are the things that develop our lives. As a matter of fact, Paul takes us even deeper in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and reads this way. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Man, I'm, I'm one of those still Pentecostal, tongue-speaking, believing in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit kind of guys, okay? It goes back to the basics, man. It's not a matter of you finding some kind of secret formula, something, you know, that, that you're going to apply to your life. It goes back to having the Holy Spirit in your life. Let's go back to that scripture in Romans, and it reads like this. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you, hallelujah, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Somebody praise the Lord for that word, hallelujah. 
So being powered up, the process starts with me changing the way I think. Because as I change the way I think, it will change the way in which I live. Changing the way in which I live will empower me to see God's will happen in my life. Seeing God's will in my life will result in my satisfaction, my fulfillment, being, being successful, being, seeing God's destiny and purpose fulfilled in my lives. What else do I want? I can have career management, career advice, but you know, when I have the power of the Holy Spirit, he will open a door where no man can open it. He will give us favor where no man can give us favor. People will see us and they'll say, what is it with you? What's happening? With, and you and I will just smile and say, it's the power of power, the Holy Spirit in my life who is giving me that victory. Somebody praise him today. Hallelujah. You can't power up with the old mindset. Doesn't fit. Doesn't go together. You need to change it. And the only way we can change it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to share with you the story of a guy in the Old Testament. His story is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. When you first read the scripture, it doesn't mean a whole lot. The guy's name is Tola. Look how it reads. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Pua, Yeshub, and Shimron, four in all. Now, the sons of Issachar, they were known for their wisdom. As, as the scripture says in another verse, that they knew what was happening in Israel and what Israel was to do. That's how wise they were. But then it goes on in verse 2 to talk about this guy named Tola. The sons of Tola, Uzai, Rephaiah, Jerel, Jemai, Ibzam, and Samuel. You know, the first guy, it's pronounced Uzai, but I like to say Uzi, okay? <laughs> Heads of their family, during the reign of David, the descendants of Tola listed as fighting men in their genealogy number 22,600. Now, you know, when you first read it, because like a lot of things in, in First and Second Chronicles, they're just historical, just, just a genealogy, just a register of families. When you first read the scripture, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But when you dig into the word, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit reveals to you why he included this in the Bible. Okay, you guys ready to dig into the word? Okay, let's look into the word Tola, or the name Tola. The word Tola in the Hebrew means worm. Worm. What kind of parents would name their kid Worm? Can you imagine how he was ridiculed, made fun of? Here comes the worm. There goes the worm. Hey, Tola, you want to go fishing? <laughs> worm. You know, it's... Literally worm, you know, squiggly, wiggly, ugly worms, you know. The only times that we get excited about this is when guys are going fishing. But you know, you imagine, you say Tola and this is what you imagine. Wiggly, squiggly, slimy worms. Can you imagine this poor guy trying to pick up on a girl to get married with, okay? You know, the girl would say, I don't want to have worms for kids, you know. But this guy, Tola was the guy who changed his mindset. He's the guy who got powered up. He transformed the way that he saw himself and the way he saw life. And as a result of that, he made a legacy because he lived in God's destiny and God's purpose. You see, this is what life had dished out to Tola. 
This is who people saw who he was. And you know, I believe that Tolo one day decided, you know what? I, be, I may be worm, but one of these days, they're going to call me Mr. Worm. They're going to know who I am. They're going to know who God destined for me to become. Because Tola did not allow how he had started in life to determine who he was going to be in life. Oh, somebody got it, but not, all, not everybody. I got to say it again. You want to put it up there, please? It reads like this. He did not allow how he had started in life to determine who he was going to be in life. He didn't allow what life had given him to determine what God, what he was going to become. And you know, so many people here today are, are just complaining about how, how they grew up, where they lived. They were poor. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. There's folks who are complaining that they don't have the Lamborghini. All they have is an 89 Toyota Corolla. They're complaining about the fact that they're not thin, but they're they're that, okay? And they're complaining about a lot of things. They complain about how they started, how they, how, how they have started in life. And God is saying, hold on just a minute. Hold on. Look at Tola. He had it worse than all of us. There's no one here named Worm. Okay? Uh, there's no one who had been called this way, but Tola gives us the example that all things are possible for those individuals who can believe that God can turn our life around, that he can literally empower us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I, I call those kind of applauses in Spanish, matamoscas. It means you're killing flies. Come on, we're going to give the Lord a top offering. Let's do it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's about something to do, something in your life today, for you to understand that, you know what? Tola took his life, what God had, what life had given him, and he turned it around. Because if you can believe of what God sees in you, then others will see you become who God has revealed to your life who you will become. Does that make sense? When you understand who God has called you to be, Stop blaming the wife and the husband. You were supposed to say amen there, okay? <laughs> Stop blaming the kids. Your boss, your company, your, your neighborhood. You know what? They don't define you. Who defines you is he who believes in you. His name is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So Tola... He took a hold of these things, and the scripture says, I'm going to read it to you again, 1 Chronicles 7, verse 1, says, During the reign of David, the, the descendants of Tola listed as fighting men in their genealogy, they numbered 22,600. I don't know, I think this guy was Latino, okay? A lot of kids, man. Can you imagine their fiestas of menudo and pozole and stuff? There are a lot of tortillas going around. 22,600. See, he was going to prove to, the, to, the, to those individuals who were the haters and the doubters in his life that he just wasn't worm. He was Mr. Worm. He was not just Tola. He was Mr. Tola. And years later, his kids, his grandkids, his great-grandkids, they numbered 22,600 brave, mighty, 
fighting men who were defending Israel. And now these kids then said, my dad, my granddad, my great-granddad is Mr. Worm. Mr. T- You're a Tola descendant? I sure am. And you know what? He was respected. He was revered. He was admired because this individual did not allow what the life had given him to determine who he was going to become. He embraced the promises of God. He embraced faith in God. And because he did that, he began to change his future. Is someone listening to me today? This is what God wants us to do. So Tola begins to have kids. And take a look at their names. I know it's supposed to be Uzai, but I'm going to say Uzi. Uzi sounds really powerful, man. Uzi, Rephiah, Jerel, Jemai, Isbam, and Shemuel. That's how it should be spelled. And, you know, again, we may read this and it doesn't seem like a whole lot. But take a look at how uh, Tola began to change his future, his destiny, his purpose in life. And these names may seem like not a whole lot, but when you dig into the word, you find out that Uzi means I am strong. Yes, the Lord is my strength. Rephiah means I am healed. The Lord is my healer. Jerel means I am taught by the Lord. Jemai means I am guarded, whom the Lord protects. Ibzam means the Lord is present. And Shemuel means the name of the Lord is. Come on, somebody get excited today. Hallelujah. Let's go back to that, to that image, okay? I want you to take a look at these names. He took what God had showed him, had revealed to him, and whatever he had received in life, he dedicated it to the Lord. He changed his mindset of who he was, of who he was going to become. And he testified with his son Uzi, I am strong. Yes, the Lord is my strength. So stop complaining about your job or about your house or your neighborhood or your spouse or your kids or your life. Embrace what God has given you and change your perspective towards them. You don't have to change their names, but you can change the way you speak about them. And so your, your, your marriage will be a strong marriage because you've changed your mindset towards it. Your kids will be blessed. Your generations will be prospered. You know what? You will be blessed at work. You will be prospered at work because you've changed your mindset. And when you change your mindset, it'll change your destiny. It'll change the purpose in your life and God will be glorified in your life. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So stop complaining about this. This is what what Tola said, this is what it read, records of him. In the, and once again, I'll read the scripture. It says, during the reign of David, the descendants of Tola listed as fighting men in their genealogy, 22,600 men. I declare upon your life that if today you embrace God's word, that little of which you have, that which life has given you, that's which has resulted in your life. If it were mistakes or good decisions, that if we change our perspective towards those things, it will change the outcome of who we will become. If you believe it, give the Lord a clap offering today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So change the way in which you think and embrace the way in which Tola saw things. Yeah, we cannot, we, the worst world cannot and will not define me. 
The terms of man do not define me. You've got to embrace the thought of this. What does define me is the divine promise is in me. It is I am a child. I'm a life of divine purpose. I am a life of divine destiny. When you embrace those things, all of a sudden it changes the way you talk. And when you change the way you talk, it changes the ambience around you. Because then the enemy says, wow, this guy really believes. He really understands. And all of a sudden, those things that are around you that are holding you back become, they, they, they get destroyed. They begin to crumble because our faith has done it. Somebody give the Lord another clap offering today. <laughs> Hallelujah. So again, stop blaming those things and embrace the fact of who you are. That's the power of being empowered. Stop putting yourself down. I'm nobody. I'll never end up to anything. Yeah, they said this about me. They said that about me. I want to tell you that the, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. How many here believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ? By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, we will confess. You know what? I am justified. I am rectified. I am solidified. I am sanctified. I am purified. I am qualified. I'm classified by God. I am amplified by the Spirit. I'm satisfied by Jesus. I'm identified, intensified, and I'm a cathedralified as well. Hallelujah. This is who I am. This is how we need to confess it and see ourselves. So erase those names of being a loser because you're not a loser. I said, You're not a loser. I'll say it again, you're not a loser. As a matter of fact, I want to declare this upon your life. You are not the child of a loser. You're a child of God. You are not a child of an addict. You're a child of God. You're not a child of a loser. I'll say it again. You're a child of God. You're not a number. You're a child of God. You're not a statistic. You're a child of God. You are a powered up child of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to raise their hand today. And just say, I'm a child of God. Come on, do it. Hallelujah. Say it again. I'm a child of God. I want you to shout it out so Satan can hear it. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say it one more time. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. I don't care if you're six foot ten or five foot nothing like me. We're a child of God. Hallelujah. I don't care if you've had money, haven't had money, suffered through this, suffered through that. We're a child of the Almighty. Changing that mindset empowers us to be able to see what God sees in us. During this last uh, few weeks of the weather that we've had, notice how some people never cleaned their windshield? How some people are driving around in their life. Their windshield... Spiritual windshield is still dirty from all the hurts and pain and things that they've called you. I want to tell you that by the blood of Jesus Christ, even the windshield of your life is going to be cleaned so that you can see clearly what God has in store for your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go back to the basics. How does this happen? It's very easy. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your life. I said accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your life. Invite him to come into your life. Number two, ask him to power, power you up by forgiving your sins. By erasing all those things, only the blood of Jesus can forgive our sins. 
get powered up by connecting to a cathedral ministry. Man, we got all kinds of ministries. Reaching out, ushering, welcome committee. We've got men's ministry, children's ministry, women's ministry, youth ministry. We've got ministry with people with dogs. We've got ministry with people with cats. We've got all kinds of ministry. Maybe you're saying, well, I'm not a people person, but you know what? Maybe you can handle one of these cameras. Look at these guys serving over here. Let's give it up for them, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. They're serving. Get involved in cathedral, and I guarantee you, you will get powered up by understanding what God has gifted you with. And those gifts that he has given you, he will use for his honor and his glory. Somebody give the Lord another clap offering. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so I explained a little bit about the process. Now let's talk a little bit about the instant uh, power-up experiences. It all started when Jesus spoke to the disciples right before he left. He, and he told the disciples, you need to go to Jerusalem because something powerful is going to happen. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, go to Jerusalem and you will receive power. Somebody say power. power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. When he comes on you. When he comes upon your life. And you, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not only God the Father, God the Son, but God the Holy Spirit is in your life as well. Amen? Amen. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Paul elaborates a little bit more into it in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 16. And he says that you may be strengthened with power. Somebody say power again. Through his spirit in your inner being. So it's not just the power of the Holy Spirit on us, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Not only on us, but also in us. That's about empowerment. The Holy Spirit on you, protecting you from all the things around you, but the Holy Spirit in you, transforming us into the person that God wants us to be. This is talking about the instant power up that God does. And I believe that 2022 will be a, 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 a year in which we will see not only the power-up process happening in our lives, but we will see power-up instant experiences taking place in our lives, such as we saw in this, in, 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 over the life of, of Gideon, and where he killed thousands to deliver the people of Israel, or the Spirit of God upon Ezekiel, in which he revealed the Word of God, and he prophesied, or, or when the Spirit came upon David and anointed him, the Scripture said that the Spirit never left him from that day forward. Cathedral, let's prepare our lives today on this first Sunday of 2022, that God is not only going to walk us into a power-up process, but God has now chosen cathedral so that he can reveal himself in power-up experiences. Those individual, single things that are going to happen where we will see the power of God. The giants will rise up against us, but God will be with us. Oh, somebody with me today? Somebody's got to help me preach today. I believe that God will be with us, that even though we go through a fiery furnace of trial and tribulation, just like he was with the three Hebrew children, God will be with us as well. If you believe it, say amen. 
that God is going to be with us like he was with Moses, that if we confront this huge sea of obstacles, God is going to empower us so that he can open a way. Not only that, God is going to be able to defeat the enemies with a simple thing as a jawbone or maybe a stone. Somebody with me still? Sometimes, sometimes we just don't believe God because we're so focused on what we have in our hand and not seeing what we have in our heart. I asked them for a staff and they gave me the staff. I guess they said, eh, Pastor John's short anyway, we'll give him that one. I was hoping for a big one, but oh well. It'll still work, amen? <clears throat> a staff, how simple. How much power is in a piece of stick, a branch? It's not a whole lot, but it's not in so much the branch. It's not in so much the fact that God uses this as a point of contact, but it's Moses who believed that he was powered up to deliver the people of Israel. And that's who God is looking for right now. Lives who will say, God, I don't care what you gave me. I'll use it so that I can be powered up to be victorious in 2022. Hello? <laughs> Hallelujah. Take a look at your neighbor and say he's going to get some water. <laughs> a little bit more juice, okay? Some of us will not go where God wants us to go unless he's given us that Lamborghini. We want that $350,000 car. And then we'll say, then we'll go, God. And God's saying, get in your Corolla, man. There's nothing wrong with your 89 Toyota Corolla. No, 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 God, I want my Lamborghini. See, some of us want that Uzi 500. You know, we want that AR 500 that has those, those latest, latest bullets and, and firing power. And God's saying, I gave you a branch. I gave you a stick. No, God, I don't want this. I want something powerful. And you don't realize that the power is within us already in believing that God can do all things. Think about it, Okay. So all the Philistines are laughing at, 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 at Goliath. Hey, here comes, I'm sorry, at Samson. Hey, here comes Samson. Oh, yeah, what's he got? He's got a jawbone. Got a jawbone. And they're all laughing like people had laughed at you. You only got a high school diploma. You don't have a high school diploma. You don't have this. You don't know that. They don't realize that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is with us. Hello? Stop looking at your bank account. Stop looking at what you know. Stop looking at the certificates on your wall. And start looking at Jesus because things are about to happen. The powerful is about to happen. Now, I'm not putting down all those things, okay? Because there's some people here that God is giving you the Lamborghini. He's giving you the titles. He's giving you the degrees. And God is going to use those as well. Those will be jawbones that God is going to use you to defeat the enemy in your life. Samson said, God is not limited. God is able. 
I don't care what I have in my hand. When the Spirit of God came upon Samson, he had that instantaneous power-up experience. And the Bible says, with a simple jawbone, he killed thousands of Philistines. I believe that I don't care what rises up in your life in 2022, what enemy rises up against you. I believe that if you take what God has given you, God will be able to defeat those enemies if you simply believe in God. If you simply say, God, anoint me, empower me, because all things are possible if I believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes God gets the silliest, the weirdest, the most simple things to show us it's not about us. It's about him. It's not about us. It's about him through us. It's not about what he has given us. It's about him anointing lives that is in us. See, God, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise things, and he chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God has given you things that may not equate to a whole lot of value, a stick, a jawbone, or a rock. A stick, a jawbone, or a rock. You guys remember a little guy named David? That that's all he had. How much intelligence or power or value is in a stick, a jawbone, and a rock? There's not a whole lot of intelligence in a rock. There's not a whole lot of power in a jawbone or in a, or a stick. But it's God-anointed stuff in the hands of powered-up individuals. I'm going to say that again because I want to declare it upon your life. That what God has given you, your life, your marriage, your children, whatever is around your home, your car, it's going to be God-anointed stuff in the hands of individuals who are powered up and will say, I know that all things are possible. I know that I can do the impossible if I simply believe in God. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, uh, I see some friends here that know me from the Templelim years. You guys raise your hand. I used to pastor a church called Templelim many years ago in it was on Center Road between Tully and Capitol. I want to share this experience with you to show what God can do in a power-up experience. You guys ready? So I'm 20 years old. Back in 1976, my dad had died and got killed in a construction accident. He was a pastor, and the church asked me to take over the church. I was 20 years old. I didn't know anything. Well, the power of the Holy Spirit started falling upon this little church called Templo Elim. And a lot of people were getting saved. One Sunday night, I was putting my guitar in the trunk of the car. It was parked on Center Road. It was a really busy street. And so I was putting my, tr my guitar in the trunk, and, and I turned around, and it was this big guy. Well, everybody's big to me. It was this big guy. That wasn't a joke, okay? It was this big guy. Long, blonde hair. Long, blonde beard. He's this hairy guy. He was a, one of these hell's angel guys, you know. And, 
biker guy. He had hair all over him. He had hair on his shoulders, on his arms. He looked like a blonde gorilla, man. Big, huge guy. He was not only tall, he was... He wasn't a temple of the Holy Spirit. He was a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. He was huge. He looked at me. He says, hey. I could smell he had been drinking. Hey, he said. You know the pastor here? And I said, yeah, yeah, I know who the pastor is. Go get him. I need to talk to him. And I reached out my hand. I said, I'm Pastor John. How can I help you? He didn't even shake my hand. Instead, what he did, he took out a pistol pointed at my head. Pistol was so close I could see the bullet in the chamber, man. He said this, I come in the name of the true God of this world, the prince of darkness, Satan himself. See, an evil spirit had possessed this guy to come and kill me. And the reason why was because a lot of people were getting saved. I mean, they was having revival in that little church. That's what the enemy does. When you've decided to dedicate your life to God, to be empowered for God's will to be fulfilled in your life, the enemy will always try to resist it. So he's sitting there in front of me, and he says, get ready, because I'm going to blow your brains out. And I said, wait a minute. Oh, you better believe I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You would have said the same thing. Wait a minute. I said, before you shoot me, before you kill me, Hey, have you ever said something and you're like, oh my goodness, why did I say that? That's how I, I thought in my mind. Because on the outside I had said that, okay? But inside I was saying, Mendez, what are you saying? You're almost encouraging him to shoot you. Before you kill me, I told him, I need to tell you something. Hey, have you ever seen a duck on the water? You know, on the surface he looks real calm. But underneath his legs are going like this, Right? That, that's how I was. I was real calm on the surface, but on the inside, man, I was dying. I said, before you kill me, I need to tell you something. And then I thought to myself, now I'm going to say it, okay? Don't kill me, okay? But instead I told him, before you kill me, I need to tell you that Jesus loves you. And I thought to myself, why did I say that? And secondly, I need to tell you another thing. And I thought, now, now I'm going to tell him, okay? Even if you do kill me, Jesus will continue to love you. Now, as I said that, I crossed my arms. On the outside, I was nice and calm, but on the inside, I started crying out to God. Oh, God of Isaiah, Nehemiah, Isaiah, all those ayahs. Oh, God, I don't want to die. Please don't let him kill me. I'm 20 years old, never been married, don't have any kids. Please, God, I don't want to die. And, and then God says, hey, 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 what's going on? Just watch what I'm going to do. And I felt the empowerment of the Holy Spirit come on me that day. I had my hands crossed like this. And I told him, you can shoot whenever you want to. And I was waiting for him just to blow my brains out. I was ready to meet Jesus. And it was dark. It was about 1130 at night. Right on Center Road. And instead of him shooting me, you know what happened? This light flashed between him and I. And I went like this, and he, and he went like that. And then I went like this to him, and he went like that to me. And then I realized what he was realizing, that we both realized, that in the middle of that light, we had seen a face. And when I recognized that he was recognized, that we both had recognized that we had seen an angel of God. I, I didn't look at him like this anymore. I did this to him. 
what you gonna do now? And you know what he did? He got the gun and he threw it at me. And he starts running down Tully Road, down Center Road, yelling and screaming, please help me, help me, help me, help me. And when he started running down the road, I was saying, you better hold me back, God, because if I get a hold of him, hold me back, hold me back. And I had a power-up experience where God delivered. I share that with you today because he may give you a simple rock, a simple stick, or maybe a jawbone. But it's not what you have in your hand. It's what you have in your heart. It's what you believe God is going to do in your life. Because it may be a simple rock he gives you, but a rock anointed by God, let me tell you, fueled by someone who believes can kill any giant. So I'm telling you, I'm signed up, I'm lined up, I'm hooked up, I've been made up, I'm picked up, backed up, and now I'm about to be powered up. Bring it on, Satan, because I can do all things through Jesus who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Someone praise him. I don't know what trial, what giant, what affliction, what challenge we're going to face. I don't know what addiction you're facing now, what hurt you're having right now. But God is about to equip us with the faith to be powered up by the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Someone praise him again. Someone praise him again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All things are possible. We simply believe. I want you to take your phones out and take a picture of these uh, scriptures that are going to come up because we're going to use them later on. See, as we exit today, I'm going to encourage you to take a rock. They're going to be available to you in the lobby. I know it's just a simple rock. It may not mean a whole lot. Some people may be so Deep theologically, they're like, eh, why do I need a rock for it? Because sometimes they need to remind us. I want you to take a picture of these scriptures because you may want to write these scriptures on that rock. The first one, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. On the following one, I am more than conqueror. Can someone say amen? I am more than conqueror. Or the following one, 1 Corinthians 5, 57, Jesus has given me the victory. Can someone say amen? Oh, the next one, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I got to say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Please pause right there. Please pause right there. What I want to tell you this, okay? I want you to take this rock, and I want you to write one of these scriptures down. This is what I encourage you. Put it on your desk. Put it on your car. I, I need to say in parenthesis, the rock is not for your spouse. The rock is not for your kids. The rock is to remind you that greater is he that is in me than he is that is in the world. That Jesus has given me the victory. That no weapon formed against me shall prevail. It's, hey, put it on your desk where you work. Oh, like I said, put it in your car. Put it on, like, no, on your, uh, your, your bedroom, your headdress, okay? Put it there to remind you who God, what God has promised you. I love the last one. It's in Deuteronomy. If you don't know how to spell Deuteronomy, just put D-U-E, okay? But I love the scripture. It says, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. Can someone say amen? 
They will come at you from one direction, but they will flee from you in seven directions. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me right now? Pastor Cedric, come on up. We got to sing this worship time to the Lord. Hallelujah. Come and just worship the Lord for this word with Pastor Cedric. One day there'll be no more waiting left for our souls. One day there'll be no more children longing for home. One day when the kingdom comes right here where we stand, we will see the promised land. Mm. One day there'll be no more lives taken too soon. One day there'll be no more need for a hospital room. One day every tear that falls will be wiped by his hands. We will see the promised land. One day there will be no more anger left in our eyes. One day the color of our skin won't cause a divide. One day we'll be family standing hand in hand. We will see the promised land. We will see the promised land. Thank you for your patience as we have gone over our time limit. 
Um, I want to encourage you as you leave, in the lobby there will be rocks. I want to encourage you to take one with you and write one of those scriptures down um, and have it around you. That it can remind you in June and in, in September of what God has promised us on this first Sunday of 2022. Will you raise your hand as I declare a pastoral blessing upon your life? Hallelujah. I pray the Holy Spirit would open your eyes so that you can see what God sees in you. I pray that he would reveal to you what God has in store for you for 2022. That he would give you the faith to not only believe in God, but to believe in yourself. Hallelujah. I pray that his favor would be upon your life. That everything that you put your hand to do in this year, you will be prospered. That the cycle of poverty, and the, the cycle of need will be broken. I pray that the face of the Almighty would shine upon your life. That no matter what giant would, be, would raise up against you, what hater or what doubter in your life would accuse you, that you would believe in the promise of God, that God would show you that you are a child of destiny and of purpose. So I bless your life today. Hallelujah. I bless you with love and laughter. I bless you with hugs and kisses, with peace and joy in your homes. I pray that God will show you his grace like never before in this year. I declare this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And Cathedral of Faith said, Amen. God bless you, Cathedral. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.